Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Brendan Escott here filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers. Now it is a Thursday edition, and that means that it's absolutely jam-packed, as it always is. Bob right now, uh, he's at a team function, so that's why he's not hosting today. He will be back tomorrow. I believe the team did fly from Arizona to uh, to Los Angeles area last night uh, following that 3-1 win. Over the Arizona Coyotes. Oilers now brought to you by the title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Bob will check in from California at about uh, 12.15. Uh, that's after we recap last night's game. Uh, Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque will join. Uh, it's actually a pre-recorded conversation. He was uh, calling the game, I believe, for Sportsnet last night as well. So he and Bob had a chance to chat and uh, we'll get to that at 12.35 like I said, 105 for our friends at Canadian Power Pack Alberta's leader in 
electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. I'm a little intimidated to have to interview Berkey live on the air. You just, you never know what you're going to get out of Brian Burke, but he has been wildly popular on the show, and I can't wait to have the chance to talk to him. 135, we will talk to uh, Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. The Oil Kings leading the Central Division right now. Uh, they do have, well, the other teams around them have some games in hand on the Oil Kings. Oil Kings have played 40 games already this year, which is actually the most in the WHL as well. So what'd you think of that? What'd you think of that win last night? I was a little bit better. It's two games in a row as far as I'm concerned for the Oilers that uh, the effort has been excellent. I really like how Alex Petrovic and to a certain extent Brandon Manning as well has fit in fine so far. Whether, uh, whether what they've got going on there is sustainable, we'll see. I understand that uh, Chris Russell is very, very close to a return. In fact, we'll uh, find out a little bit more uh, from Bob uh, in about uh, six or seven minutes' time, I suppose, uh, as to some other injury updates. Uh, Alex Chason, I understand, is getting ready for a return as well. So let's do this. We'll dive into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It's for direct workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. And uh, I guess I should pull the trigger a little bit uh, on the contact info as well. Call us. The Oilers Now hotline always open, 780-496-0063. And that is brought to you by Free Fall, and that honors the music of Tom Petty. January 12th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Of course, the Heartland Ford text line as well at 630-630. You think all dealerships are the same? Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. Okay. Direct Workwear Audio Vault. I think the best way to kick this off is to uh, simply get to the audio recap of last night's 3-1 win by the Edmonton Oilers over the Arizona Coyotes that put a stop to a six-game losing streak for the Oil. Following the first 0-5 homestand in the history of the franchise, the Edmonton Oilers take to the road for a crucial four-game trip against four teams that are all packed in the Western Conference, that are all crowded together. Get off a skate. Come on, gives it back to him. Ponick has it tipped in. And it's Brad Richardson and his return to the lineup. Shooting and a save made. Him as close once, twice, three times by Koskinen. Off the draw, tipped home. Larson with a shot and a beautiful tip by Leon Dreisaitl, who has now scored in a career-high five consecutive games. Cassian swung it ahead, McDavid breakaway. Backhander score, five-hole. Beautiful goal, and Connor McDavid ended up in an unlikely embrace with a referee. It's 2-1. to one. Zach Cassian, who saw that McDavid was breaking to the middle of the ice and just threw it, put an area pass there. McDavid skated into it and then opened Aiden Hill up, backhander home. Put it up the boards, but not out. Held in, Galchenik, panic, and shot, save Koskinen. Rebound off the side of the net. Koskinen might have got a piece. Ekman Larson is open. He shoots, blocked by Connor McDavid. The net is empty. McDavid has the puck. No one's going to catch him. McDavid scores. And the six-game losing streak will come to a screeching halt. 
Connor McDavid just continues to produce startling numbers, and regardless of, uh, you know, the frustration level had to have been there at some point throughout that six-game losing streak, and I don't know, uh, from his perspective, if he looks at how much of the weight he's carrying for this team as a negative thing necessarily, but we know for sure that uh, it's working, and actually that's where we're going to go with Ken Hitchcock next, talking about how uh, a lot of the offense comes from McDavid and Dreisaitl. You can win like that, but the other guys have to do their job, so the other guys got to make sure they don't get scored on and what, what what's happened in this streak is their scoring ratios have stayed the same and but but we've not we've been porous outside of that line and that's not that hurts us so if you're not scoring as long as you break even we're going to win the games but when you're we're not scoring you know in the secondary scoring and they're getting scored on that's the big death now and that's what we've been dealt with there's too many times there's too many big minuses coming up with the back end of the lineup and that has to be resolved now, Zach Cassian had been playing at the back end of the lineup. He was thrust to the top line last night, and he showed really well there. I mean, you can text me at 6.30, 6.30 and, and say what you thought about Zach Cassian's performance, but I think overall, a lot of people would suggest that uh, he, he looked pretty good on that top line. Is it sustainable? Well, maybe we'll get a chance to find out if Hitchcock chooses to keep him up there, but uh, here is head coach of the Oilers, Ken Hitchcock, on Zach Cassian skating with that top unit. Well, I mean, it's one game, so he he played really well today, and the line played very well. But Zach Zach did what we needed him to do. He hung on to pucks. Uh, he kept pucks in the offensive zone. He kept pucks alive. And I said before when we went on the road trip, this line isn't going to get rush attack chances. That when you watch teams play up against them, they got three back all the time. There's no rush attacks, and he we got the one play because we made a great play on the exit but the rest of the time they had to grind and so you need size and weight and tenacity to do that and I just I thought this would be a good fit uh, you know Chase on's probably back in the LA game so I've got some options now and uh, you know I've, I've got some other things I can look at now I've got some some better options to work but Zach Zach was good the thing to me about Zach Cassian is he he has so much potential within him and the unfortunate thing is is it looks like he could fit in on that top line full time but the consistency hasn't been there uh, in order to stick around in a position like that and that's not exclusive to his time with the Oilers. I can remember being a fan of the Canucks and watching him do the same thing back in the day there as well on the top line. I think he was actually slotted with the Sedin twins at that point too. So again, is this sustainable? Uh, perhaps. I'd sure like to see it be for the sake of the Oilers and the sake of the Oilers fan base. Now, let's hear from Zach Cassian and his role on that top line. I've said it many times. They're two obviously great players. Obviously, my goal is just to go out there and, and, and win puck battles for them, skate, uh, skate, create space, get to the net. Uh, tonight, we did a good job of that. And he added a couple more comments on the team showing some resiliency after uh, struggling a little bit in that first period. Yeah, it's definitely nice. We got down uh, by one early, but we regrouped. I thought uh, our second period was the best uh, best period of the night. But um, I think we checked very well tonight. Um, and it was a big uh, big win against a tough, uh, tough team, a tough building to come in, into. And finally, one more thought from Oilers forward Zach Cassian on the team's streaky habits because we mentioned six-game losing streak. They looked really good when Hitch first came in. Some questions whether they were playing uh, guilty about the firing of Todd McClellan and, and then it slipped to a six-game losing streak. Hoping to turn it around, though, says Zach Cassian. I don't know why we are so streaky, but that seems to be... Uh be the recipe that's something we have to fix if we want to we want to have a strong second half but um we know we have it in here second uh we're, all, we're about the halfway point here and um 
we've uh, stapled the points that we need to improve on to, to be a good hockey team and get into the playoffs, and we're just going to chip away. Playoffs a long way off right now, but uh, this stretch of games right now, I think you would uh, you would just look at the schedule and say they need to string together some wins here in order to stay afloat. All right, 12-16 here at Edmonton. What we're going to do is step aside right now. I'm going to get Bob on the phone, and uh, we'll get his uh, rendition of the events last night, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Leon Dreisaitl being snubbed from the initial. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All-star roster, but a chance for him to be voted in. This is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on the Thursday edition of Oilers Now, 1219 in Edmonton. 1119 out on the West Coast, which is where Bob is right now. Bob's on the line. Uh, let's just start off, my friend, by getting your thoughts on uh, on the game last night. Found a way to win, right? I mean, uh, Miko Koskinen was good early. Uh, they built a little bit of confidence from that. Obviously, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle are both on major heaters right now. And, uh, connected for a couple second-period goals. Cassian making a good play as well. And, and kind of held the uh, Coyotes at bay. I mean, it was kind of a Ken Hitchcock clinic in terms of how to navigate your way through the third period. And Arizona struggling to score as well. So that was a must-win game for a team if they want to work their way back into a playoff mix. They're still down a couple bodies on defense, but uh, they'll take that one overall. So what are you hearing in terms of guys coming back for this game against Los Angeles? Hitchcock keeps alluding to it. Uh, maybe Chase on, maybe yeah. Russell. Yeah, I think Chase on for sure. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they slot him with, uh, even though I thought Paul Yarby had some good moments yesterday, it wouldn't surprise me if they put Jason with Nugent Hawkins and then put uh, Paul Yarby with uh Arcara, because I think Gigi Arcara and Paul Yarby have had some connectivity. Um, uh, Russell, you know, every time I think he's coming back, he's not. Uh, we believe it's been a growing challenge. Others technically haven't specified, but usually when it lingers like that, it can be, and he's had challenges with growing issues in the past. So, I would say that there's a higher probability that Chase on's back than Russell, just because I'm just being cautious at this stage with Russell, uh, and he has to be cautious because he's an important guy. Um, you know, I think the general belief is that uh, Edmonton would uh, try to get, you know, Clefbaum would be back after the All-Star break uh, at the latest. Maybe there's a way he can push for the final three games uh, before the break, sort of in that Calgary and Carolina cluster. Uh, late, you know, sort of third week of January. But, you know, they got to have success on this trip. And, uh, you know, Chase on, 
obviously is an important score. They got to create a way to have some secondary scoring, Brendan. You're watching the games; they don't have any right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Chase on plays for sure against LA. There's uh, today's an optional. There's about seven players heading over to the practice facility right now, and then a bunch of other guys. You know, obviously the big minute guys are going to get the day off, and then uh, tomorrow back to a full practice. But uh, they got to they got back to back against LA and Anaheim. These are big games this weekend. What do you think of the the look of the defense right now? And I, I looked at the box score from last night's game, and Caleb Jones is up over twenty minutes. Nurse's minutes have come back down to earth. He was only uh, he was under twenty five last night. Jones over twenty one. Uh, Manning it, only about thirteen. So when you start getting some of these guys back, the way that Jones is being used, is he going to stick around? I think he is. I mean, he's. I think he's changed the mix for their group. I mean, one of the things they did last last night as they moved uh, Petrovich um, they separated Nurse and Petrovich and they put Nurse back with Larson in the second period I thought you know Alexander Petrovich in, in a perfect world is probably slotted as a third period right shot defenseman and uh, the others were getting caved in there in the first period they were having some challenges now that said in the third uh, when they had Nurse with Larson then had Petrovich playing with uh, Jones there was a couple times that Petrovich and Manning, for that matter, stopped cycles. And, I mean, they just flat-out obliterated guys and you know, created some turnovers, and the owners only gave up five shots on goal. So, Brendan, I think there's, uh, again, and I, I just want to say with Russell, like, everybody sees, like, I think Oilers fans realize how good Clefbaum is and think that Clefbaum is probably a, you know, uh, he, I mean, he's a legitimate there's 62 top two defensemen in the NHL because there's 31 teams. So everybody say, well, he's not a top two. Don't don't buy that. I mean, he's 25-minute game. That's a massive loss for this team. But Russell, because he's played so much in Ken Hitchcock's system, because he's plays the way he does, I mean, I think Nurse will be better when Russell comes back. But I don't know when Russell's coming back right now. I think he's probably at 85 to 90% with whatever he's dealing with based upon the fact that he's skating. Um, so we may have another game or two here where those six guys are going to be the, the, the six guys. And the one guy that's far exceeded expectations has been Caleb Jones. I was watching that uh, that first goal, um, and this is sort of a, a theme that I've seen, and I don't know how severe this is in your eyes, but it seems like there's definitely times where Nurse gets a little bit lost in, in his own defensive yeah. coverage, in his own zone. What do you think of that? I think he's playing too many minutes. I think uh, when he gets moved to the power play, like Last year, he scored that overtime winner against Vegas, uh, and then the Oilers went on the break, came back, and they were starting to get a power play time. I don't think he was quite as effective. Uh, now they have no choice but to play him on the first unit power. And, in fact, the, the first unit power play has been decent. They had some good looks last night. They just didn't. I mean, Nugent Hopkins at the goalpost. Um, but I think when he gets, like, I think Clefbaum can play 24, and I think Nurse can probably play 20 to 22. But when Darnell's got to play 25 to 30, it's just too many minutes, and I think he gets fatigued. And when he plays in the power play, I think I wonder, if, you know, psychologically he thinks his game needs to change. So we'll wait. We'll, uh, you know, I'm going to be intrigued to see first when Russell comes back and then when Clefbaum comes back, just exactly what the Oilers' defense looks like. Because, so uh, you know, I think that they're going to have, you know, assuming nobody else gets hurt, they can actually have some depth in that position. I mean, even Gravel is a... 7-8 defenseman has been fine. It's when he had to get moved up and play in the second period. And of course, I'm not saying anything that 98% of listeners don't already know right now, Brendan. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's you got to be able to negotiate that, though, and that's why you understand the Shirelli trades. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Drysaddle in the All Star game. I he's top ten in league scoring right now, so the fact that he was uh, left off that initial roster may be a little bit surprising, but uh, he is eligible for the fan vote. Yeah, and you know what? Let's see. I mean, we got a we got a couple weeks here, and if he continues to put up points at his current pace. Uh, I think he's got, uh, off the top of my head, I believe, nine goals and 21 points now in his last, what, 12 games. It's a pretty good run. I mean, if he continues down that path, I think he's going to merit serious consideration. Uh, McDavid, I know I put a tweet out last night. I just wanted to take a look at where he was at once the Oilers played their 40th game the last two years, and he had exact same numbers. 14 goals and 31 points in each of the past two years, and obviously this year he's up to 61, so... I mean, you got one guy that's on pace for 100 points, another guy that's on pace for 120, and you got a goaltender that's come in, and you're like, you know, and Koskinen, who helped them win last night, you would think at the start of the year, if I told you those numbers, well, they'd be in great spot, but obviously the lack of depth of scoring is it's just unbelievable. So they got to find a way to generate more. That's why Chase on some turn support. But Leon's got a chance to garner some support here to uh, get voted in the All-Star game. Hitch had some interesting comments post-game, Bob, that uh, he said that they can win with basically one line providing that kind of offense. What say you? He did, he said they can or they cannot? Can. That's how I interpreted well, it. They can, they, they can if the other lines don't get scored on. And that right. was the problem. Those other lines were trying to create offense and they were giving up too many chances, so that's why he's made some shifts there. Uh, l- let's touch quickly. We've got a couple minutes here on uh, Team Canada and their very early yeah. exit at the World Junior Championship last night. Uh, 2-1 overtime loss to Finland. But at least personally, this didn't feel as excruciating as it has in previous years. Yeah, because they weren't dominantly better than some of the other teams. I mean, the fact is they only scored one goal against Russia and they only scored... Uh, you know, one goal last night against Finland, and Finland's a good team. Um, I found it interesting that they got leads in games and didn't build on leads, and I wondered if the coaching changed a bit. I didn't like some of what I saw, uh, you know, a little bit of the diving stuff, and, uh, you know, Comtois, the captain, was one of the guys that was embellishing some of that stuff, and I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, That said, I don't know if you go to Twitter and to drill a guy for getting stopped at a penalty shot. I mean, that happens, right? So, um, bottom line, Canada was really unlucky. If you take a look at the game-tying goal and the sequences in overtime, they were really unlucky not to have won that game. I don't think Tim Hunter is an elite coach based upon how Swift Current beat Moose Jaw last year in the playoffs. And I was disappointed that Tim Hunter spent as much time as he did calling out his, you know, Alexis Lafreniere, 16, like he was so brutally honest like we asked for that in media but when you're talking about junior age kids i think you gotta like like when guys get paid let them have it but when guys are uh when you're talking you know when you're talking uh 16 17 18 year old kids i think that the the coach has got to protect the players a bit more so it's a little bit surprised if hunters talked um and from a karma perspective you know, maybe Canada got a little lucky to win last year, and they were probably a little unlucky to win last night. Maxime Comtois, I'll say this, he's a real good prospect for Anaheim, and he's going to go to that Drummondville team where Olivier Rodriguez and that team along with Halifax could be playing in the Memorial Cup final. So he'll bounce back. Tough one for Canada. Those things happen. 
Certainly, Bob. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds for you to wrap up. Well, what's, uh, what's the schedule like for the next couple of days for the Oils? Yeah, well, they'll, uh, you know, optional today and then uh, tomorrow, uh, full of practice. Uh, I know a bunch of the coaches are watching the Kings play tonight, and I appreciate you filling in because uh, I have to attend something later this afternoon. But uh, thanks for that, Brendan. Have a great show. Have, uh, you're gonna, people are going to love the Louie interview coming up. There's some funny storytelling there. Have Absolutely. Burke, uh, later. Okay, sounds good, my friend. Uh, safe travels the rest of the way. Thanks for jumping on. Yep, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You betcha. All right, that was Bob checking in from California. It is 12.29, coming up on 12.30 for the news break here. And uh, we'll come back with, as Bob mentioned, that uh, interview between Bob and Louis DeBrusque. This is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.